Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to today's Monday Mini, where I once again can't re- resist, and I'm talking about The Last of Us 2 again. No spoilers. Yes. because Even though we spoiled the heck out of it previously. I was going to say, confusing, because we've already talked a lot about this. But uh, I've learned from uh, Super Producer Christina, sometimes when you don't know what someone's talking about necessarily, you don't retain the spoilered information. I mean, it's true. Yes. So, but now that people are into the show and I, I, no spoilers, but I wanted to come back and talk about this because obviously I love talking about it at any, any time, but recently, and this is not a sponsor again, tragedy. I don't know why they don't contact us, but The Last of Us 2 had a remaster come out. And there were a couple of things I wanted to talk about it, and I promise they're relevant to the, to a feminist show. But before I get into that, I did want to address a couple of things because a lot of people were sort of like, that. that's way too early for a remaster to come out because The Last of Us 2 came out in June 2020. And that was after, which I'm going to talk about in a second, but that was after a very long delay because of the pandemic. Um, But it came out because of leaks. Essentially, the whole game got leaked and they were like, we're just going to have to release it. So some people were, were, and I I think legitimately, like that's way too early for a remaster. But one of the things, there are a couple of new things that came with the remaster. Um, One thing that people really love is called No Return, which is essentially like a tiered... You have six encounters. They get increasingly more difficult. They have these modifiers on them that make them harder. If you die once, you die. You have to start over. And I do think it's funny because I read a review of it. I've been playing it and I love it. And it's 
hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get all the challenge the challenges. I have six left out of like 40. Ooh. But I did read a, a review that was like, I love this, but it is kind of antithetical to the whole point of the game, which I thought was true. Because in the game, you're supposed to like, you get to the end and you're like, oh, I need to think about all of these people I just killed without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But this is much more like, yeah, just kill as many people as you get can. Done. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, but the main thing I wanted to talk about today is that it came with, um, which I, I, is on YouTube, uh, if you want to watch it and you don't have the game. Uh, it came with a documentary about how it was made. And it's called Grounded 2. And it does have a couple of things that really made me stop and be like, huh, okay. One thing that is very eerie in watching it is that they were making this game before they knew the pandemic was coming. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the early shots, they don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, it's not like they did this after the fact. They were doing it while they were making it, these shots. And they almost didn't release a documentary because they stopped making it once the the pandemic happened. Um, But it was eerie uh, as the viewer to be like, oh, oh no, I know what is coming. (laughs) You do not know what is coming. And it was interesting to see them talk about, you know, should we even make this game? uh, Everybody keeps saying, like, the first one was so good. Why Why would you try to mess that up and do a second one? And so they were trying to do something totally different and seeing, like, the ideas that they had that didn't happen. I was like, wow, this is wild what this game could have been. But one of the things that was also really interesting is because I'm such a big fan of this game, these games in general, I remember when trailers would come out. I remember what a big deal they were. And that was a big part of the documentary was like making these trailers. And I remember one of the first ones they showed. And it it was the first time that they showed uh, this character that was going to be majorly important called Abby. And everybody thought it was Ellie's mom because I didn't know this, but apparently they planted that idea in some other thing um, <laughs> <laughs> because they wanted to like kind of you know, whoa, misdirect, which is not a spoiler because in the show, they've already shown uh, Ellie's mom. But, and I didn't know this, but after it came out, there was a lot of articles that were about women and violence. And is this like a really misogynistic thing? Because it was a pretty violent scene, but the game is mostly violent. I will just say that, but it was a pretty violent um, scene. And so the documentary has a whole section Uh, where the woman who co-wrote the story, Hallie Gross, comes in. And she was brought in for a lot of reasons, but one of the ones is that uh, Neil Druckmann, who did, like, the main story, the first one, was, I don't don't know how to write romance. (laughs) She was like, I can help you. (laughs) We can make this bigger. But she came in, and they have a whole section where she was talking about, like, can women be violent? Can women commit these acts of violence against other women? And it was really interesting to think, because I remember when that came out, and I, d- I didn't think like, oh, this is so misogynistic. I was just like, yeah, this is a violent world that they live in. Um, but they had kind of examples of the articles that had been written about it. And it was just something I hadn't seen, even though I had been following this game. I remember watching that trailer very well. And 
it, I was more like, wow, this is like almost all women in this scene. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, I think it's a fair question to ask, but it was, it was interesting to hear uh, this person, this the author of the story being like, well, what does that mean then? If you're saying like women can't write violent things, well, the, what is that? Like this whole game is something that I wanted to see. So what does that mean? And it was really interesting. And I do think like one of the things I experienced playing it the first time was that I remember thinking like, I wonder in a apocalypse situation, like how much of the gender part of, you know, being performative is going to fall away. Um, how much of like society is going to fall away. How much of like these stereotypes and really horrible things we think about people are going to fall away. And in the game, it's kind of like they didn't really. They sort of evolved. But I feel like the violence part was sort of an equalizer, as terrible as that is. Everybody was violent, pretty much. Um, <laughs> everybody. They were trying to survive. There's, I feel a lot of the things in the game are sort of pointing out how silly that is that we still, people in this game still held on to these stereotypes. But it was just interesting to see kind of that play out. I hadn't, I'd missed that. And it was unclear based on the examples they gave of how much of that was like legitimate critique, which I think, you know, could have been. But some of it, I'm like, that could have just been angry dudes that were mm -hmm. like look women doing violent things i don't know <laughs> mm -hmm. no and we've talked about that in the first one where i feel like at the time people were much more ready to accept ellie as a young girl who needed the protection of a man even when she has her part that you play which is an amazing part it's still him ultimately protecting her so when this became like more about women uh, being vengeful and being violent, suddenly it's like, whoa, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. But yeah, they had a whole section about that that I thought was really interesting. And they had, you know, they were like pretty much women wrote the story, designed these characters, all of that. Because one of the big critiques was like, how many women were involved? And all the women were like, hi, I'm here. It's me. Hello. <laughs> um, the women actors, of course. rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. 
kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Another thing I thought was interesting was um, they went out of their way to not just make Abby Ellie. Mm-hmm. Because it would have been easier if you just played the same character and like they just laid the same actions over another character. But you've heard me talk about this before. They are extremely different mm-hmm. in how you play them, what they're good at, how they work. Um, so that was a whole thing that they went through and they they made the point. They were like, we don't want to have these two powerful women, protagonist, antagonist, however you want to say it. But one is just essentially a copy of the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did that. Also, they had a whole section on the accessibility and how they did that. And it was really interesting. I know we talked about that in a past episode I did on The Last of Us 2 and accessibility. But it was really interesting to see how that worked and how they did that. And the people they had, like, play test the game and um, how they they made it better. There was also a part of me that, like, the first time I watched it was like, read our book. <laughs> I've been talking about this. <laughs> But something else that came out of it, and it kind of went, I don't know, viral, but it was going around social media, was that they had this whole bit at the end where they did sort of a postmortem of making this game. And they talked about how they're trying to move away from what they call crunch mode reliance. And it was really, really interesting because so many people were like, you know, I want especially after the pandemic and they were working from home. I want better work-life balance. And this was fascinating to see because, again, this was filmed over several years and it was before the pandemic. And at the beginning of the pandemic, people would say, I can handle it, I'm tough, I'll stay in. Um, They were these, like, crunch dinners they would have so you would stay in. But then after that, people were talking about their health and mental health. They even had this whole section that I really related to where they were talking about um, how they tried to make things less painful by organizing things more. But in doing so, they were doing more work because things were organized, because everybody like wanted to do the work mm-hmm. and they wanted to do it better. And I relate to that so much. It's like, it's hard to turn that off. <laughs> but it was really, really interesting um, because there was like one part where they were... They're basically like they're the bosses were like, stop working on this Last of Us 2 demo because you're too busy. We'll get to it later. Um, and this game was delayed several times, by the way. Um, and they were like, okay, we will never touch the demo again. And then like cut to several minutes later in the, in the documentary, like, well, we touched it again. We could help it. We wanted to make it better. But it was interesting to see that they are trying to 
they were talking about it and trying to move away from it because they feel like as someone who does such a, a similar thing, it's really hard to, when you just are like, oh, I can make that a little bit better. <laughs> I, could, I could keep working and I could keep working. But that was one of the big things that came out of it. Also, if you don't know, so <laughs> the game got delayed several times. Um, it was supposed to come out February 22nd, 2020, I believe, somewhere in there. And the pandemic happened. Um, and they were like, does, you know, does anybody want to play a game about a pandemic in a pandemic? They couldn't get the shipping. Like there wasn't, there was no way the game was going to get shipped. And so they were worried about like it getting spoiled in terms of who would get it, uh, first. And then, uh, there was a huge leak. The whole game pretty much got leaked. It was sort of ramped up like it started small and then it got bigger and bigger uh part of this reason might be that they had to start working from home and so like it wasn't as secure as it normally would be but it was leaked by a quote fan who wanted to force them to release the game and it is clear how much harm that it did to their team um to kind of their morale uh, because, again, no spoilers, but a big part of the game was that you had to play it. <laughs> like, you had to get to the end. If you're only seeing these snippets, um, of course, people were mad. They were furious. There were, like, headlines that it was a gay orgy, that Abby is trans, it's a gay feminist agenda. There were death threats, um, lots of death threats threatening Laura Bailey, who plays Abby, her child who was born during the game. There was a lot of anti-Semitism about it. There, and all of the people who were involved like got were brought to tears when remembering this. Because they kind it was a risk that they took with this game. And they were very confident in it. They had put so much work in it, but it's still like you don't know until you put it out there. And then that's what you're getting. Like every day you wake up to that. And a lot of them said they felt like they'd been violated and they felt like just so devastated that this had happened. But then the the reviews came out as people played it. It's one of the most well-reviewed games of all time. It's one of the most awarded games of all time, if not the most. So that was very, you know, heartening for them. But it was still like a really upsetting experience and I remember this and it's amazing to me how many people when I mention this game will be like oh I hate it and I'm like have you ever played it no mm -hmm. <laughs> never <laughs> so it's it was it was a really I was telling Samantha I got emotional watching it this morning I was like <laughs> oh my god because it, it was just a strange like watching the pandemic play out was strange and then just I remember all of this I remember all of this so well. And they also have pretty emotional scenes of like the decisions they made, the really heartbreaking decisions they made in the game, the choices that they made. Uh, there's also a really cool thing where you can see scenes they cut and you can play them um, and hear why they cut them. And that's really interesting. But um, yeah, it, it was very telling to me that, and we talk about this a lot every time we talk about video games, but that this, there was so much beautiful stuff around fans and how much they loved the game and how excited they were for it. But then on the other side, there's this. 
like, so we still have a lot of, a lot of work to do when people are making people who are making these games feel unsafe or hurt or like they don't want to do it anymore. That's horrific. Anyway, uh, <laughs> those are my thoughts. I could honestly do a whole episode on it, but I won't. <laughs> um, but thank you for indulging me in this. Well, thank you for sharing. Yes. Uh, you know I <laughs> you know I want to share it all the time. Um, yes. If any of you have any thoughts about this or anything in general, you can write in and let us know. Our email is Stephanie and Momstuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast or on Instagram and TikTok as Stuff I Never Told You. We have a tea public store and we have a book. You can get wherever you get your books. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.